Chapter 65 Divorce Talaq In the name of God, the most compassionate, the most merciful. O Prophet, when you divorce women, do so at the start of their waiting period and keep count of it. Be mindful of God, your Lord, Taqwa. Do not drive them out of their homes, nor should they leave unless they have committed a flagrant indecency. These are the limits set by God, and whoever oversteps them wrongs his own soul. You do not know, it may be, that God will afterward cause something to happen to pave the way for reconciliation. Issues related to divorce are primarily covered in Chapter 2. However, this chapter also addresses certain matters on this topic. The word God appears more in this chapter relative to its volume than in any other chapters in the Quran. It seems that one should remember God during times of marital tension and difficulty, when the feelings of both spouses are deeply hurt and thus engender animosity and resentment. Other expressions frequently used in this chapter are Hudud Allah, the bounds set by God, which informs what these limits are and warns people that they must be obeyed and also taqwa, God-consciousness, because in such instances it is hard to maintain one's self-control. The verse starts by addressing the Prophet because it was often the men who divorced their wives. As such, this verse informs them that they must fulfill their ex-wife's various rights. Also, the ex-wife should stay in the husband's house for approximately three months, meaning three menstrual cycles, a waiting period during which they should not have sexual intercourse with each other. As such, divorce is not immediate. If either spouse decides to remarry, or if the husband decides to annul the divorce and go back to his wife, the waiting period has to be taken into account. Do not drive them out of their homes. It does not say, your home, for men consider the house as their purchased property. The verse is clearly stating that a house also belongs to one's wife. That is probably not very significant these days, but it was a very different story during the Prophet's time, when a man could throw his wife out of the house whenever he pleased, and when a woman had no rights nor should they leave. This refers not to leaving the house temporarily, but to the wife going to live somewhere else. Of course, this is not forbidden, but it is deemed improper for her to do so immediately upon separation. Moreover, marital problems usually end in reconciliation within a short period of time, unless they are very serious. During this three-month period, it is quite likely that they will resolve the dispute and feel love for each other once more. These are the limits set by God, and whoever oversteps them wrongs his own soul. In short, 
people ruin their own lives by disregarding his limits. For example, a spouse who is unwilling to exercise some patience in the hope of saving the marriage may find him or herself in divorce court, not quite sure of how he or she got there, and may soon be facing unexpected numerous psychological, social, and moral difficulties. You do not know. It may be that God will afterward cause something to happen to pave the way for reconciliation. Even though their disagreement may reach the level of talking about divorce, you do not know the future. Perhaps they will resolve their problem in a week or two and move on. Do not just assume that it will be better for them to get a divorce. Human and social life require that they be together and remain together. Therefore, anger and disagreement are merely incidental factors that temporarily veil this intrinsic need and cause couples to drift apart. Divorce is not a simple matter in Islam, and this mandated three-month waiting period is designed to let the spouses know what it feels like to be apart. It gives them time to rethink things and see whether it is really worth throwing away their life altogether. A number of commentators have noted that the reason for this waiting period is that the wife might be pregnant. While this may have had merit in the past, it does not seem to be relevant today. Besides, there is no need to wait for three menstrual cycles to ascertain if she is pregnant or not when the first menstruation would make it clear. Then, when they have reached their term, take them back honorably or else part from them honorably. Call two just men among you to witness what you do and keep your testimony upright for God. Whoever believes in God and the last day is exhorted to act in this way. And for one who is conscious of God and keeps his duty to him, taqwa, he will appoint a way out for him. This verse shows that even after this period is over, they do not have to part ways. Rather, it is recommended that they forgive each other and try to settle their differences. If that is not possible, they may part ways. However, they must do so with mutual respect and not insult, slander, or blame each other. This verse is warning us not to denigrate each other, even in the case of divorce. Divorce requires the presence of two just witnesses. While marriage has no such requirement, even though it is customary to have witnesses present, during wedding ceremonies. However, divorce requires the presence of witnesses to publicly announce that the marriage is over. Whoever believes in God and the last day is exhorted to act in this way. God is admonishing those who believe in Him and the hereafter. Believers have to know that divorce is not a simple matter for God had laid down specific rules for it. If you find yourself in a bind, do not forget God, for He will not forget you and will help you out of your predicament. 
When you are frustrated and restless, your emotions will likely try to overpower your reason, leading you to make decisions out of anger. This is precisely the time when you have to control yourself and remember Him. In such times, God will show you a way out. Thus, try to pass this test with dignity, regardless of how difficult it may be. And provide for Him from a source He never imagined. Whoever puts his trust in God, He will suffice for Him. Surely, God brings about His command to take effect. Indeed, He has set a measure for all things. Provide means any sort of provision. We are admonished to act justly and fairly, and, if we do so, God will resolve our difficulties in ways that seem to come out of the blue and will provide us with blessings and mercy beyond imagination. If we pay attention to these divine admonitions, we will triumph over our whims and desires. Thus, we should always strive to please our Lord. The Quran is saying to put yourself in His hands and trust in Him, for He is enough for you. Indeed, He has set a measure for all things. The measures for divorce are three menstrual cycles and that the woman should not leave her house. Therefore, as God has ordained rules and regulations for everything, we should not let our feelings, whims, and desires run free. As mentioned, divorce has serious consequences in society and law and order require that God's limits be observed in this regard. As regards those of your women who have ceased menstruating, if you doubt, their waiting period shall be three months, as well as for those who are not menstruating. The period for pregnant women will be until they deliver their burden, the child. Whoever is mindful of God and keeps his duty to him, taqwa, he makes his course easy. This verse refers to women who are fifty, give or take a few years, and have become menopausal. It expressly mentions three months, not three menstrual cycles. The waiting period for a pregnant woman lasts until delivery, be it several months, after the divorce. It is interesting to note that in the verses reviewed so far, God and God-consciousness, taqwa, have been repeated numerous times. This verse again stresses that you should not worry, because God will resolve your problems and ease your burdens in ways that you least expect. Therefore, trust Him. Be patient and control yourself. God knows how difficult it is for us to resist temptation and our desires. This is God's command, which He has sent down to you, and whoever is mindful of God and keeps his duty to Him, taqwa, He will wipe out His sins and magnify His reward. 
the command to exercise taqwa is repeated. Furthermore, the encouraging expression, magnify his reward, shows that having self-control and a strong will to keep oneself in check has immense value. If one were to muster such a will, all of one's sins would be forgiven. House the wives you are divorcing, where you dwell according to your means, and do not harass them, thereby making their stay unbearable. If they are pregnant, then spend on them until they give birth. Then, if they suckle your child, pay them for it and consult together in a good and acceptable way. But if you make difficulties for one another, then let another woman suckle the child for him. A man cannot expel his wife from their home just because he has decided to divorce her. God insists that he maintain her in the same house or in one that has the same facilities and amenities, whether lavish or otherwise, that she is used to because this is her right. Again, it must be stressed that these rules were ordained in a 7th century tribal society that gave women no status or rights. If one's divorced wife is pregnant, the husband is duty-bound to pay the hospital and other childbirth-related costs. Moreover, he desires to retain custody of the child and raise him or her. The chapter is clearly addressed to men and the fact that they are the ones who must fulfill the obligations it proclaims. Then, if they suckle your child, pay them for it, is an incredible statement. It says that women are not obliged to breastfeed their child. Of course, a mother generally does so. However, she cannot be forced to do so. If she demands a certain fee in lieu of breastfeeding, the husband has a religious duty to pay it. On its face, the verse has not made such a payment conditional upon her request. Rather, it appears that he must pay it whether or not she asks for it. The phrase, and consult together in a good and acceptable way, is pretty straightforward. If a couple is on the verge of divorce, then what do they have to confer about and agree upon? Clearly, the answer concerns the crucial issue of guardianship and rearing of their children. The couple should not get into a tug-of-war over them, but must discuss the issue rationally to lessen the negative impact of their decision to get divorced. If they cannot resolve their disagreement over breastfeeding, then the husband must hire a wet nurse. In any case, the children are not to be burdened with this discord. These are only one of the many legal aspects of women's rights pertaining to divorce. Let a wealthy man spend according to his wealth, and let a man whose provision is restricted spend according to what God has given him. God does not burden any soul beyond what he has given it. God will grant ease after difficulty. 
the husband is required to spend in accordance with his ability and standard of living. Whether it is for breastfeeding, housing the mother and child, or any other family-related matter. Everyone has some means, to a greater or lesser extent, and thus must spend and contribute within their means. God does not burden a soul with more than what he has endowed it with. The verse advises us not to be worried or dismayed if we do not have much to spend, because God will soon increase our wealth. So far, everything has been about the husband and wife. Although the next verse addresses another issue, the astute reader will realize that the subject remains the same, the social consequences of disregarding the rules related to divorce. How many a community revolted against the command of its Lord and his messengers, and we called it to stern account, and shall punish it with a horrible torment in hell in the hereafter. Community means a gathering of people in a given place, whether a city or a country. So this verse may be understood as referring to societies that have transgressed his bounds. In this short chapter, command has been used several times to show that only obeying God's decrees will ensure one's happiness and bliss. The world has ways of holding everyone to account. If a student is continually absent and does not study, the teacher may hold him or her to account by means of a failing grade. This has nothing to do with revenge or taking it personally. It simply means that the student needs to be responsible for his or her poor performance. The punishment indicated here is earmarked for societies that transgress the Lord's limits. In this context, it means that those who violate women's rights will be severely punished, so that it tasted the evil result of its conduct. The consequence of its conduct was ruin. People living in a community characterized by constant marital discord and chaotic and tumultuous relationships will taste the bitter fruit of their own actions and bear the consequences thereof. Their children, who have been denied any parental love, will become little versions of their parents. The couple may think that separation will bring happiness, but the experience of another marriage will undoubtedly be more difficult for them. Of course, there are exceptions just as there are with everything else. Both spouses will have less of an opportunity to realize their ideals in a second marriage. Besides, if a person has been selfish in a prior marriage and is unable to forego it, he or she will not be able to have a fruitful marriage in the next one. In short, disregarding these laws will have negative consequences that will affect society as a whole. God has prepared a stern punishment for them. So be mindful of God and keep your duty to Him. Taqwa O oh, you who have understanding and have believed, 
God has sent down unto you a reminder. The punishment mentioned here is not separate from the consequences of those actions. The reason that it is ascribed to God is because He is omnipotent, the first cause and the ultimate source of everything that takes place. This punishment is not sent down from the heavens. Rather, it is the very corruption and increase in the rate of crime, theft, sexual perversion, addiction, poverty, and suffering of a great number of people. Reminder, awakening, is as opposed to forgetfulness. The verse is saying that it has admonitions for humanity to awaken it. The Quran is the greatest source of awareness for humanity. A messenger reciting unto you his revelations that make things clear, so that he may bring forth those who believe and do good works from darkness into light. Whoever believes in God and does right, he will bring him into gardens under which rivers flow, where they will remain forever. God has made good provision for them. A messenger, one who has clear signs from God and will read them out to you, has also been sent to awaken and warn our societies. He will recite every Quranic verse to you. God asks us to obey these laws so we can live a good and decent life. The darkness referred to here is our inappropriate behavior, selfishness, anger, and malice. It is God who created seven heavens and the like thereof for earth. His command comes down among them so that you may know that God has power over all things and that His knowledge encompasses everything. Some believe that this last verse is unrelated to the previous subjects, but in reality it is a continuation of the previous verses, for its message is that a society that ignores or violates God's laws, set for interpersonal relationships, the most important of which are family and marital relationships, is both lost and will misguide others. It is clarifying the fact that the same God who has ordained the laws of nature created all that exists and given it an order has sent down these laws for people to order their own societies and ensure their sustainability and cohesion. Some have wondered what is meant by the seven heavens. The Quran explicitly states that these heavens are seven layers located above earth, all of which scientists have now named. Science shows that these seven layers are quite distinct and that each has its own particular structure. God is continuously commanding the heavens and earth, and thus the only command obeyed in the universe is His which is why it enjoys such an incredible order and harmony. Notwithstanding all of this, do humans still want to disregard these divine commandments in their relations?
including their marital relations, and behave as they desire. God has provided a measure for all things and given us free will. Just as He is aware of everything in creation, so is He aware of our relationships. We should abide by His command and align ourselves with the order of His creation, recognizing and accepting it with awareness and faith. The omniscient God has given us free will so that we fulfill this obligation.